Hi, and welcome to the 267 podcast. I am intern of the 267 project, joined by my usual shadowy puppet master <laughs> figure. Organ grinder. Yeah. yeah, organ grinder. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm also joined by, are we going to go for music legend, Josh Pyle? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, that's how I class myself. He sort yeah. of thought I was talking about him then. He was going, yeah. and yeah. then no. And uh, general legend. Oh, right, yeah. That's a good comment. That's a good comment. I like it. I like that. Yeah. So we've got an opening question, which I'm now realising I'm going to have to manoeuvre between three people. Mike, if yeah. Josh was a meal, which meal would he be? Josh, if James Manning was a meal, yeah. which meal would he be? Oh, okay. James Manning, if Mike was a meal, which meal would he be? I, I'm going to go, because I've only just got to know Josh recently in the last bit, I think he'd be um, one of those tortilla wraps. Mm-hmm. You know, because you get quite a lot in it, and sometimes from the outside it doesn't look like much. When actually, what's in it? I have to take that, right? <laughs> well, but there is, because I don't really know him, but then the more you get to know Joss, the more you realise there's quite, quite a lot in him. So a personal... Yeah, personal this isn't just chicken in there, this is like mayo and lettuce and salsa and sour cream and grated chip... No, not sweet corn. Yeah, grated yeah, cheese, not good sweet corn. Great red onion, all of that. Oh, also, good. once again, as often, Catherine is lurking in the background and may occasionally chime in. Lurking is the best word to describe yes. her. She's a lurker. A lurker. Yeah. Great. Um, so, yeah. Are you taking that? Is that your... I'll take that's alright. I like that. I, I, at the start, I, was I thought offended. you meant just like a plain wrap at first. Oh, that just, the wrap. Just, just that. <laughs> just the most basic food in the world. <laughs> plain, boring. No, I wouldn't say that. Good. You got to think of James as a meal. Okay. Um, from what I know of James, I've seen him talk a couple of times uh, at a few and stuff. Just say beefcake. It'd be really helpful. Well, I wasn't going to go steak or something. <laughs> but, I would but, agree. Yeah, either that or like a spicy meal, like you're quite funny and like, Ooh. and like, I don't know how to describe it, you're very like, you've got a very good personality, so something, yeah, spicy, like a little spicy bit, Nando's. A little bit of kick. Yeah. Spicy Nando's, I'll yeah. take that. And you like the whole Mexican spice thing, don't you? Oh, so that's quite, he's, he's told you well then. There you go, man. She's Mexican. you got to think of me now. I know you. So, <laughs> I was thinking, I think that, and bear with it. I went into the Subway just before a panto at Christmas and I had the Subway sub which I thought was going to be just standard. Wait for it. <laughs> and it turned out it was just... A st- so I thought it was just going to be standard but it was one of the best things I've ever had in my life. So you're not just standard, Mike. Thanks, man. But on the inside you got some beautiful filling. <laughs> But on the outside, very standard. Very standard. <laughs> Just blending in a <laughs> yeah. Ordinary. But an extraordinary god. Thanks, man. That I'm you're sorry, serving. Man. Own that. Thanks, man. Great. So today we're going to be chatting a bit about worship, and in particular, how we present our worship in a way that isn't about ourselves, I guess. That's a good word. Or a way that's focused on God, maybe more so. Which is why we brought... Uh, a man who does a lot of worship at church a lot and of worship. various events. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm leading a lot more of the worship at my church, but I kind of fill in everywhere, really. I play bass this morning and Kahan and stuff. So, But yeah, um, I lead at Dior sometimes and at my church usually, and, and uh, uh, our youth group a lot as well. So yeah, sort of getting all the worship experience, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you're sort of the, the Swiss army knife of 
worship bands. I'm not great at everything, but I'll play. But I, I, I'm mostly a guitarist. But you know, if they need me on bass or con or whatever they need me on, then I'll I'll fill in. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember a couple of years ago we were having some kind of chat, and you decided, you know what, I'm actually going to step back from worship. And I know more recently in the past sort of few months, especially, you've really decided actually mm. I'm going for long for helping out with worship and getting involved. Why is it that you've decided to make that sort of switch? I think I stepped back because I was still, I was in a time where I was struggling and like obviously working while you're struggling is great and everything, but I felt like I was kind of lying when I was singing the lyrics. Mm. Um, so that was quite hard and I sort of stepped wow. back a bit. Um, That's good. Vulnerable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because if you're singing, you know, God, you're amazing, but inside you're going, oh, this really sucks. My life really hurts right now. Then it's quite difficult. So that's why I stepped back. But then um, wow. I started growing a lot as a person and I've been through a lot in that year and everything and met loads of amazing people and I, I, I sort of God kept on pinching at me to, to pursue this worship thing so yeah I sort of decided to step up and was like I might as well take what God's telling me to do and, and ride with it I guess yeah that's good yeah not that and that must that must translate across any bit of serving in the church isn't it if you're if you're not quite right yourself for God mm. Actually, when you're trying to serve, it always mm. feels like you're a little bit lying to yourself a little bit, isn't it? Because even though from the outside, everybody else looks at you think, oh, you're great, Mike, you're great, James, you're great. But actually, you know what's going on. And I yeah. think sometimes it does catch up with you and you almost get God sort of pulls you down, yeah. gives you a little bit of a shake and a dust off and he puts you back on your feet. But it's that moment where actually you realise, no, actually, I need to be yeah. completely genuine about that. And I think it's quite, a, it is, you said vulnerable, I said it's quite yeah. a brave thing to yeah. do. Because I bet there's a it's bunch of people, that, and I think I've probably done it, that you... You live the lie because it's easier. And it's easier. You don't yeah. want people to see you as weak or whatever like mm. that. So, you know, fair play to Josh, I have to say. And I think, interestingly, it almost is already a counterpoint to what I guess the argument is of sort of worship can only be about God kind of thing. Mm. Because I think that is it. It's if you're not worshipping you up the front from a genuine place. Yeah that makes it less about God, yeah. mm. while it also being a bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's very much about, like you said, about performing and stuff. It's it's very much about serving God and not serving the song. So it's nice. do, doing it in a way that, that you know is purely for God and trying to help other people worship, instead of doing it in a way that might make you look like a good musician or whatever, like, you know, it has, you have to, it's really hard getting the balancing act of of playing in a way that helps other people worship, like not getting the chords wrong and distracting people, but also playing in a way that you know it isn't a performance. Yeah. It's, it's finding that balance that I definitely struggled with, uh, like especially when I was trying to sort of work out who I was uh, the last couple of years, and I was a bit like feeling like it was a performance and it's going for the emotions because it's easy to play the songs, and that was what I was doing. But yeah, no, so it's a challenge. And what are the voices that are speaking into that, Josh, in terms of... Because I remember having someone we worked with who was a worship leader, and she was a... A phenomenal technical musician, but I, I would say they struggle to lead people in worship. And is that almost actually you could be the best musician ever, technically? But actually, what is the difference that makes it someone that could lead others in worship? What's that sort of yeah, switch? It's, I think it's weirdly it's people who can let go, and it's letting go of the fact that you're in front of a big group of people, and the yeah. fact that you're that you're playing some technical songs and stuff like you need to it's the people who can just sort of isolate their 
skill set from that and just do it in a way that they just be like god you take control uh, which is um yeah it's very difficult like, I've, I've like the year when i was sort of trying to step back a bit i was i was doing everything right and playing everything right and doing technical stuff but i was just that was it my head was down i was doing that and now leading worship and stuff at church and at youth group and stuff it's more of a case of letting god letting god lead it yeah. not getting you lead yeah. it kind of thing so yeah i guess uh jumping over to james quickly and probably not so quickly once i get you talking yeah, um <laughs> you are which will be in the past by the time this podcast is out doing a talk for us at our refueled conference i was about to plug that yeah well Just i mean it's in the past now Saturday. but i hope you came oh. i'm sure it was great i bet it was great yeah um, been i reckon it was great it is yeah i think it was great I think you were great. Thank yeah. you. Last week at Refueled, you were great. Whoa. I. Revival. <laughs> I mean, a week is really Prophecy. hopeful for. <laughs> yes. Okay. But anyway. In uh, 2019 yeah. at Refueled, you were amazing. <laughs> great. Um, so, you're doing a talk about yeah. keeping God on the throne of your heart. Yes. That's right. That's correct. Good. That's I didn't write this question. So. I know it's not as much worship, but it's related to the topic of sort of keeping God yeah. at the focus in that you do a lot of serving in the church for people who don't know. James mm-hmm. basically leads all the youth ministry at High Street Methodist in Huffington. That's great. So, and you also talked for us at Fuel a couple of times and are a man of many talents. Many. Yeah. Uh, so how would you say that you keep God on the throne of your heart while leading? Yeah, I think it's important that, already mentioned that it is an up and down kind of thing, keeping mm. your heart in the right place. But kind of going back to what you were saying about, um, I think worship has to, you're kind of facilitating, aren't you? Facilitating, helping others come into worship. So I was at a worship event yesterday, and there's people at the front, you know, but actually everyone is leading in a strange because everyone's heart is pointing towards the Lord. And I think how do we keep God at the center is knowing that we don't run the ministries that he's put us to partner with him in. So I went to America last year and that was when breakthrough happened when my two interns were leading it, not when I was there. And God was teaching me, it's like, you don't lead it, but I do. I think coming to that place of accepting, I'm here to say yes to God for what he wants me to do, but also knowing that in the bad times of personal emotions or mental health, that he is still so faithful to help us go through them valleys, I guess, because it isn't, it's important that we're in the right place, but his Holy Spirit governs all, governs all of it. Charles, you're thinking about the, sometimes the distractions that we have, whether it be how good we are. I remember about five years ago, I was at the Youth Work Conference, when it used to be in sleepy Eastbourne, and we, and I think it was Beth Croft leading worship, mm-hmm. and she was singing 10,000 Reasons, so and um, there was a massive power cut, across the entire building so basically lights went out obviously everything on stage went out projector went out and she carried on singing she belted it out and then the whole like 1200 youth workers were singing 10,000 reasons I kid you not that was the best bit of worship I've probably been involved Mm, in in a decade and there was just something about everything had been pulled away Mm. so the clever slides a full band of like 12 people uh, you know everything else that we get and yeah there was something about that utterly stripped down thing that was quite powerful and so I do wonder whether actually obviously we want to take advantage of the wonderful technologies we've got but I wonder whether it's how do you remove those distractions so that actually it is just 
it's you and God. Mm. So is the distractions how good you are musically? Is the distractions your heart that we were saying? And, and I wonder what other things get thrown at us, you know. Because mm. as a preacher, I sit there and my biggest thing that gets thrown at me is when you hear another preacher and you think, oh, I wish I could be as good as them. Mm. But it isn't about that. It's about how God uses mm-hmm. me rather than me comparing. Because as we know, comparison, the thief of joy, as someone told me, and it is that that comparison could be a distraction. So right, what sort of thing do you think could be a distraction? When you're leading, Josh. Really weirdly, I was thinking whilst James was talking about leaving leaving space is one of the most powerful things. Like the moments where it's just the church singing, like I right. think it's amazing when you're when they are carrying it. So like, no instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like after a sort of big chorus, ever just drop out and it's people singing. That's really that's really powerful. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the best worship. I, I say best worship. So the worship that I've got the most from, and seen other people get the most from. For me, is even at like deep and stuff, which is our youth group, where it's 10, 15 of us just like and how small close room. you are, yeah, 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 and it's and it's one acoustic guitar or you know something really like powerful. that. Mm. Because obviously, yeah. going to Soul Survivor is great, and going to these big festivals is great, and having this big music is amazing. But it's no different to being in your church with one guitar or one piano. Yeah. It's not. It's not. God's not going. That's more holy. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's it's inspiring to go to those events, like going to all these big conferences and stuff. Really inspires me as a musician to be like, oh, I could try that out, or this could work, or that could work. But yeah, it's all about as long as you as long as you're happy in what you're doing worship wise, that's all that matters. As long as you know you're taking into account other people, other people's view can be distracting actually as well when it's. Like if some older people, older people in the congregation are like less drums, or people are like mm. more this, more that, it can be. But um, as long as your heart's in it, it's, mm. you can't really go wrong. Like yeah. as long as it's, it's hard, yeah, it's it's all about the the feel of it. You know, that's that's yeah. what I'd say. Do you think there's an element of um? So I think me and James have had a discussion about this before. One of the great things about my name James's friendship is that other than agreeing that Jesus is Lord. We generally disagree on every other topic. Yeah, it's true. We you go to the same gym, though. Pardon? You go to the same gym. Yeah, that's true. And the same tattooist. I've been once, but he's been <laughs> a couple same more tattooist. times. Same yeah. tattooist you go to. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've got the same tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Is it one half? Is it two yeah. halves? That's right. <laughs> so when you stand next to each other on your shoulders. It's love. Yeah. It's love everywhere. Um, but, love is all around. Um, it's true. Where was I? I had a point there somewhere that got taken away. Yeah, about whether, so leading on from what Josh was saying, about whether Soul Survivor is a group of people worshipping or is it a show? That's a really, really controversial point. And I can't, I love Soul Survivor as an Mm. event. And I also have got a lot out of the worship there. And I've also stood there other years at Nkong. At the moment, this feels like I'm watching a gig. any other gig. Yeah. I th- the, the thing that I struggle with is when someone would put on a worship night, whatever, but then charge money for people to come and see it. I really struggle with that. Like Rain Collective, their concerts are so expensive. We're calling you out, Rain. <laughs> Rain. <laughs> but are you there going to a worship event yeah, or are like you going to a gig? Thing. Yeah. yeah. Like That's the point. So that could be a gig because you are going to a gig venue and you know that. Whereas actually, yeah, Soul's Father. Do you worship at the gig? Or well, do you just watch? Their music. It's it's difficult because like because Soul Survivor I'd say is going to there to worship, but like me and my mate Bailey went to a proper gospel night thing and it was like we paid money for it and stuff and we were we they were like talking about praying during it and like there was a motivational speaker during it, but 
it was that there's the fine line between what is a, a gig, a show, and what is a conference. Mm. Although you can worship in anything, like I worship when I play with my band outside of outside of church. That's how one of the ways that I worship. But yeah, I guess when you watch people, you sort of know oh, I'm here for, to enjoy yeah. it, or I'm here to, to do worship. Yeah, and I think it's coming to that heart motive of what is worship, because mm. actually I think worship is every day, every minute, every second of our lives. So mm. ultimately, this is worship because we're glorifying God through our chat when we are in fuel later um we're going to be in that session of musical worship and that is worship but i think too it's our heart motive but too we got to be so careful of like judging yeah. right because i think if rent collective for example were there to be like we're going to worship but people yeah. are going to help fund it because we're hiring an arena Amen. that makes total sense yeah, and also if people just want to go for a gig because people the christians have invited their friends to come to it yeah they don't know it's worship but they are actually encountering god through that I think it's awesome. I have to say, I'm probably going back on what I said now. So I've seen Third Day four times and Switchfoot twice, mm. who were sort of like sort of big American Christian rock bands. Yeah. And I would say I paid to go there and it was a gig, but particularly the Third Day one, there were some of the most amazing times of worship. So I think it's a hard one because when you're going somewhere where you know it's an act of worship in the sense of a festival or a church mm. and you feel that it's a performance... That, that can be a struggle. Whereas if you're going to a gig and you almost get worship no, as a bonus, yeah. you're almost like, I love that. Whereas actually, if you feel like they're performing and you're almost a third party now, I think that's a struggle. But then, like you said, James, you don't want to call people on this because you don't know what their heart is because that goes back to our first point. Yeah. Of I, My worry sometimes could be of actually the perfectionist nature of some of the bigger things we go to. That it almost has to be, particularly some of the things you... So I love Bethel and I love your song, but you look here and it is so polished. Yeah. And it's so it's so technical, that. technical yeah, and so and looks so good. And that's not mean you can't worship to it because I love it. But I do wonder then, are we? What's our approach to that? Yeah. How do we find it? So, so for example, to do with that, we in our Christmas service in our, our alternativity, which is one of our like one of our Christmas services. That's a good name. That's it's a really good right. name. Yeah. Alternativity. It's it good, isn't it? One of Jesus had my hope. There you go. What, what, <laughs> one, of the, one of the songs we used a uh, a backing track, uh, just for one of them to like sort of fatten out the sound, and I struggled with that because it didn't it didn't leave space like I said before right. like it, you know when you have those spontaneous moments people just singing out anything it doesn't having a backing track which a lot of these big bands you know, yeah. some Bethel do it's it's quite hard because I feel like you're just standing there and going through the motions but as we said at the start like going through the motions is the easy thing but it doesn't say people can't worship to that but yeah things like that I struggle with at shows when I know that there's a backing track or it's not but that's his personal choice. Like everyone has personal choice in worship. Because we all listen to CDs, don't we? And they're all manufactured. Exactly. Do you know what's interesting? I've listened to Josh twice, and obviously he's open Houston and I'm not. He's used the ways fattening out and dropping out. Two very cool music things. I realise if we ever said them, we'd just look idiots. But he gets away with saying it. Fattening out the towers and dropping out during worship. I fatten out at Christmas. I mean, I've, yeah, I I fatten out daily. <laughs> <laughs> I fatten out in worship. Yeah. At Christmas. Eating is an act of worship. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, controversial. Yeah, like to jump back on the fence uh, where I kind of mm. like to sit on this topic. Mm. What is then the difference between Ring Collective charging to pay for a gig and oh. then Soul Survivor charging you to attend? Like, oh, yeah, that's a is there really <laughs> much of a difference? Are you paying things? for the worship though at Soul Survivor? I know. You I think you're paying for the facility. The main thing you're paying for at yeah. Soul Survivor is the attempt, the yeah. game run. 
and the main event is worship. I think it's a bit of everything, isn't it? Because Run Collective would hire out places mm. and they need money to do that and to help them travel to do what they're called to. So in a way, you're kind of supporting what they do to help them do what they do. And then with Souls Fiber, they hire out a massive place for five, well, not five days, Four loads weeks, of days. Yeah. And it's like, it's supporting that. And I think going there, wanting to experience God and connect with him. I think it depends on your heart, right? If you're going there for a gig, is it worth it? Awesome. If you're going there for worship, yeah. That was the, literally stole the words from my mouth, my mouth of, uh, I think maybe we're putting almost too much emphasis yeah. on the band and saying yeah. about, it's yeah. about their motivations and maybe it's more about <gasps> the motivation of the individual yes. who's worshipping. Yes. Are you so going true. to Ren Collective looking for a gig? Because you'll probably find a good gig at Ren Collective. Yeah, you will. Or are you going looking for a night of worship? Because I'm sure you'd find that there too. Yeah, great one too. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, as I said before about like sort of having preferences, um, I, for example, I find I find it hard to to, to worship to to rank collective because it's it's very fast and that's not how I worship. I like reflective worship and other people. Me too. But then other people mm. are really really like hyped on it and love that and they find the slow stuff really boring. So it is difficult and people have the preferences which would sort of linked to the performance of the band, I guess. So that's always a challenge mm. as well, I think. I think it goes full circling in what we're talking about heart. Because I think, and I apologise for every person that's ever led worship when I've been in a room, some of the closest moments I've felt for God have probably been through my iPod with my headphones in. I've been recorded. I don't know. I don't know whether it's for me is the public worship I struggle with. I don't know. Again, it's not, again, what Ben just said, it's not about the person leading the worship, it's about how I approach it. Yeah. And I don't know whether I don't often feel comfortable, whereas actually if I'm sitting on top of a mountain or by the side of the sea yeah, and I've got my headphones in and I've got, I don't know, I particularly like, you know, Bethel Jesus culture or something like that, I feel incredibly worshipful. Whereas actually sometimes in a room, I'm, I don't know, I feel slightly... Awkward, and maybe that's my issue. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not a hand raiser. Yeah, that's I don't know. Me. I don't know what to do. So you're a full on jumping up sweaty pizza here. Just oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, yeah. And maybe that's I again. Wish I that's just that. how we're all different again. You know, because yeah. I, I, I can't worship to rend. I love rend. Yeah, but I, for I me, enjoy, they're yeah. like, that's that's going on stage, I'll have a jump up seeing them jump up and down. Whereas actually, yeah, yeah I've, I've, it's weird, isn't it? We're very similar in reflective worship type things, but I don't know. It's a, it's a good conversation to have. Mm. I guess to, to stop the risk of us just continually going in this loop, I'm now going to ask you, I guess, the final big question. And I want an answer from each of you. Ooh, okay. Keeping in mind that everyone's different, it's about personal motivation and it's about the motivation of the band and it's about his money being charged and all these things we've mentioned. Is it that Marmite Peanut Butter's about to come out? Yes, that too. Is that um, too? Wow. What is... <laughs> I sorry, did not know that. Oh, sorry. We can we can do another. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? Scrap my question. No, no, no. I want to hear your question. Let's do the last five minutes on this. You built it up. Let's go. Sorry, babe. Go on. Marmite peanut butter. Satanic? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. No. Um, great. So, what is the thing you would change about how either big church or small church does worship? Oh. And I'll give you thirty seconds to think about this while I chat to Catherine about Marmite peanut butter. Catherine, you're not a fan of Marmite, right? No. Cool, we'll scrap that. Just had your dinner there while listening to us, right? Oh, it's beautiful. What do you have? Uh, just two bits of piece of bread. Very Love simple. it. With a just a pot of hummus. Very nice. Hummus or hummus? Hummus. 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 Have you got hummus. an answer, Mike? 
Hummus. Have you got an answer? Yeah, hummus, not hummus. Um, what can we do differently? I, um, again, so that we're going back, this is not what I want to change for everyone, but my personal frustrations mm-hmm. that I'd like to change is people being, telling me what to do. So the, the worship leader will say, everyone put their hands up. <laughs> or oh, yeah. everyone, hold your hands up. So I understand that they want to try and coax people out to be more relaxed, but... I, I want I want space. So Josh saying actually leaving space and dropping out, see dropping all out. Of that. I think that is what we need to do more is creating spaces for God to move rather than us finishing a song and then waiting for the next song. Because yeah. otherwise I'm just like, I've got to do three songs. So I'm looking up thinking, well at our church we do three songs, we break and then we do another two songs. So I'm sitting there going, oh that's the third song. Thank goodness for that because it's not a song I like. So my brain's not in the right place. Whereas if you can create an environment where time is not an issue, where it's not just about finishing a song, going verse, chorus, verse, chorus, I think then you create a space for God to really meet with you. Mm. That is a correct answer. Yes. Five points. Five points. Five? Yeah. That's the most points I've ever got in my life. Well done. Good job. Like and you're winning technically, it's none of us answer. Yeah, if we end the podcast now. Yes. So and goodbye. Thank <laughs> you. Let's go in next week and might get a sticker. <laughs> Stop being a dentist. I would um I'd agree with Mike. I think people rush. My first response is gonna be people I from as we've been chatting about Soul Spider and stuff like that. So that's the thought in my mind. I think they do it great. Because what Mike's uh Pedavachi's focus is always <laughs> The longer we wait, the more the spirit does. Mm. And I think we just need to give space for the spirit. We're such a microwave generation of like, Holy Spirit, will you come and answer my prayers? Okay, thanks. Bye. Like a vending machine. And actually, it's not about that. It's about perseverance and and love and relationship. And relationship deepens through intimacy and connection. Um, It's like marriages aren't built on a one-time event. It has to be an everyday thing. It's choosing every day. So... I do think that it has to be create in a beautiful place um, of worship, but also contextualized worship. And what I mean by that is making it sound, and I guess being a 24-year-old, like the music sounds today. And mm. I think Soul Survivor does a great job with that. I, I think, for me personally, not a huge fan. I can connect to God in like traditional acts of worship with organs and choirs, because um, as Josh was mentioning, it's kind of, you connect with God and you're able to look and reflect on the words but I don't think hurrying it up yeah. we don't need to hurry we just need to be um, yeah that would be my answer I like it right. you've had extra time to think I so have it should, so be, a should be a good answer um, and you're the worship guy and I'm the worship guy technically yeah in this room the guy the guy um, I struggle with the idea that the worship leaders put on a pedestal mm-hmm. um, and whether that's a soul survivor where you some people idolise the worship leader and I think that's really wrong or even the front of church where, where someone will listen to worship and the whole time be going I'm not good enough to do this worship I'm not good enough mm-hmm. to I want to leave but I can't and I, and I did that for years being like I, I can't do this this is, this is like I'm just jealous of what they're doing and it, it's 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 first the church needs to act and see the passion of young people um and allow space for them to to do worship in, in whatever way they want to do it, if that's serving tea or if that's welcoming people, if that's playing at the front, um, and sort of getting rid of this idea that worship is just music and the guy or girl leading the music is 
of more importance than the rest of mm. us. Because without the congregation, it'd be pretty useless, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's mm. true. So that's good. That, that's that's what I'd say. Yeah. Got a couple of minutes. I think we've got time for a cheeky extra question. Oh, lovely. Can I, have you got one? I've got one, but if you've got a better one. No, no, I'm I'm curious. So the word intimacy, mm-hmm. and it's one of those really difficult churchy words because mm. I I feel uncomfortable about the word. But actually, I can give you a big hope. <laughs> yeah. But actually, behind it, you said connection straight afterwards. I think that is that is the key, isn't it? That actually, if I'm guarded in my relationship with God, if I'm not fully opening myself, that it doesn't matter how great the worship is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, intimacy is a really intimacy is a really good word to explore. But actually, a lot of us, the whole idea of intimacy, is tarred with loads of other stuff. Mm. So I think well, I don't want to be intimate with God. But actually, I think that'd be really worth probably not on this podcast, but actually all those things of how do we connect with God in a way that is quite unnatural for us as humans, I think would be really powerful because it is that connection is where you see, you know, what was it, David's after God's heart, that, that mm. whole idea of search me mm. uh, so that I may know you. You know, I think that would be really good to say, actually, how do we do that? Because that is what we're talking about. Mm. Cool. I was just thinking about that word, interesting. it's a yeah. struggle. What was your agree. question? No, I'll, I'll just segue in. I'll link in and take the points I want from my own question. <laughs> um, it's right that I think on the connection word uh, of sort of how we're connecting with God, almost I worry that how we've spoken about in this podcast, we've talked about worship as sort of the times I've got a lot out of worship or the times I've received from God during worship, mm. when worship in definition is the opposite of the times I was given to God, the times I felt. So I think on the word connection, I really like it because it's almost more just neutral in the way of saying, actually, it's just having a conversation. Yeah. It's not. I really felt like I got a load of gifts from God tonight. What a great act of worship for me. Because really, you've just taken a bunch of stuff. Mm. But great. Oh, James is in. Okay. Yeah, worship is never about us mm-hmm. because mm. it's he is worth is worth the worship and at Refueled we're going to be talking about this exact thing but actually it's about it's the one thing we can give without actually trying to receive reading our bible we're like oh I want to know stuff about God or um, when we're in prayer I'm praying for this to happen for me or my the people I know or the world but worship is God you're worthy and it's never a transactional thing of I'm only coming to God because oh I need this thing but actually no matter what situation we're in good or bad he's always worthy because of what he's already done on the cross Mm. you know i think it says doesn't it as well that um i'm probably paraphrasing when we take one step towards him he'll take a step towards us and you know not getting into too deep theology of who goes first but when we oh god i want you he's going to take 10 steps to run towards us just like the prodigal son you know of just he's just going to come and love us and we just need to be like god you're worthy amen Josh, do you want to have any last thought? Um, what, what I was thinking when James was talking was that the, the, the best forms of worship, at least for me, were when I just said, God, do your thing. Like, I wasn't like, yeah, God, I want right. this to happen or that to happen or I want this in my life. Like, I remember going to Soul Survivor and just being like, God, do whatever. And that's mm-hmm. when he knocked me over and whatever, but you know it, it, it exactly but it's like it's letting it's letting go and leaving yeah. space are the two sort of main things i'd yeah. say to do with worship and to do with worshiping 
sort of leave space we've got in your everyday life and yeah. as James said earlier you can worship every second of every yeah, day right. yeah. you doing whatever um, so leaving that space and yeah sort of letting go of, of what you want and realising God's got the best here and then maybe the byproduct that will be actually we see God more than just in the times when we're meeting mm-hmm. in an mm-hmm. act of worship if we're open to the idea say God have your way like you were saying actually God can meet me walking anyway. down the street anywhere and then that is that yeah. comes that connection then. rather than saying actually it's Sunday it's my time to meet with God Yeah. whereas if we switch it around like you were saying and say God do, do what you want it's a challenge though definitely absolutely it's, it, yeah. it's hard to wake up and the first thing on your mind be God it'll be oh the alarm's gone off I've got to go to work or this that yeah. or the other Instagram exactly go straight on your phone like it, it, it's difficult but yeah. it's, it's a challenge that I'm struggling yeah. with now but, yeah. I think that is a good challenge to leave for the people listening with is spend the rest of your day trying to do some small acts of worship rather than just big ones. Yeah, love that. Thanks for coming in, fixing how the church does worship. Yeah, <laughs> we've solved it now, guys. Oh, right. yeah. Let's go. Now, Mike, do you want to? I'm still singing the jingle. Yeah. yeah. Have we not punished it enough? Josh, do you want to give us a a, a baseline? Of what? How'd you go again? This is the 267 podcast in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the night. I'm sorry.